Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where I said that really weird. Welcome to the Horror Hangout. It's because I had this like big thing of Ribena, a mouse or syrupy. Is it hot Ribena? Yeah, it's gone. Oh, thank you. Oh. Welcome, to the, welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condover Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington with an E. And. Also, our regular co-host so far this month, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Every guess episode so, so far, Mister uh, Andy Conduit Turner with loads of letters, literally most of them. All the letters, yeah. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. You guys? Good, good, good. Thank you. Very well. Not bad, not bad. Um, I saw the Spider-Man Three news that Alfred Molina is going to play Doctor Octopus again. Um, yeah, just trying to blow in my mind. Yeah, that's pretty mind blowing. I wonder he's if they're gonna the like. Spider-Man. Is he? Because it's obviously it might may potentially be a, a Spider Verse type movie. Are we gonna believe that he's already had a bit of a dust up with Tobey Maguire and now he's going? Maybe they'll me, do the on. Superior Spider Man story and have yeah. him in the as Spider Man <laughs> as one of the oh. Spider Men. That'd be good. Yeah, just the, just the voice. Yeah, just his voice. I don't know how he sounds. Oh, it's yeah. very exciting. Because <laughs> it can't be... There must be some weirdness going on because it can't be just directly following on from that one because he became nice and then drowned. But, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> became nice sort of and then drowned. Thing. Yeah, For a very it. smart man, he thought that he could have thought of a better solution that rather than just drown myself in this this little sun, I guess. This little sun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Horror news, though. I don't know. Well, following on from that, this isn't horror news, but when you said about the sun thing, I saw I saw a headline today that said China successfully activates nuclear-powered artificial sun. That is the plot of Spider-Man 2, right? And that's, that's what Doctor Octopus was trying to do. Yeah. Fusion. So yeah, a nuclear fu- fusion reactor that could. How has this news come out the same day as that? That's mad. That's yeah. too. That's too mad to be not connected in some way. 
maybe I that's reckon. what he was busy doing, and now he's nailed that over in China. It's like, right, I be in this film now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Finished. Uh, apart from that, news. Obviously, we had some quite big news this week, which is that Warner Brothers have, have put their entire 2021 slate. I do like that word. Um, in, in, response, in talking about films to HBO Max and theatres apparently they're going to release like in conjunction so things like Wonder Woman 84 um, Godzilla vs. Kong Mortal Kombat, Conjuring 3 and other stuff what else? How, how do you feel about Suicide it? Suicide Squad, Malignant, I mean oh, Dune as well, Matrix 4 um, I mean it's potentially real bad but I hope it won't be I don't know, it's kind of one yeah. of those things that like a lot of people over the years and it's never obviously worked out and i'm kind of glad it hasn't but a lot of people have kind of been oh why don't think cinema releases kind of get released on tv at the same time yeah and it's a lot of people have said it and obviously it's not been done for whatever reason but could this mean the death of the i think people are still going to go to the cinema you know once we can yeah Yeah, i think i think we will go to cinema but i don't think it'll be as regular i think it'll definitely like the big blockbuster stuff will take a bit of a hit um, yeah, it might just go a bit more. Cinemas might just play more, you know, classics and independent mm. stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. Chris, Christopher Nolan's not happy. He's uh, released a. Did he? Yeah, like a really like uh, cutting burn. Yeah. A cutting burn. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> that's it. Here's a cutting burn for you. I think he's basically the, the same. The people so who, uh, the, all the actors and everyone went to sleep. Uh, yeah. As like movie stars, and then woke yeah. up. Uh, working for like the shitter streaming service or something like yeah. that. Yeah, went to sleep for working for the biggest movie studio. Woke yeah. up working for the worst streaming service. <laughs> oh, he's got them, and that isn't gotcha. even out in this country yet either. So yeah, their stock price is absolutely bombed. I, but, wonder, but... I wonder how this is going to work for like international audiences because HBO Max is pretty much an American thing only, right? Yeah. Or for. I, I, I think <laughs> they're planning. I think they're planning to make it available here, but. I'm going to level with you guys. Between Netflix, which I'm not going to cancel, um, Prime, Disney+, Plus, um, Shudder, yeah. like, I ain't getting another one. Get out. Yeah, we say <laughs> that, but we keep getting them. Um, no it's, like going back, it's like everyone's going backwards. Like when, when we've got like cable TV, everyone's like, why can't I just have the channels I want and pay for them? And then you do that, and then you get to a point where you go, why can't I just have all the channels and pay for them? Well, that was cable, mate. You've yeah. mugged that off. The thing is that yeah. I think what, what the real reality of it is going to be is that, right, so they'll they'll reach a tipping point where, like, again, HBO Max, there's a couple of things that I'd be interested in, but is it going to be something that's continuously going to have the stuff on? Because you're right, I think I would prefer, certainly for the films that I'm most interested in, I'd want to see them at the cinema, and then I can wait for them to turn up on other streaming services whenever mm um maybe there's a couple of those that i wouldn't bother going to the cinema for but if it was on something i already had then maybe i'd sit and watch it but the reality is if they just have too many streaming services that have got too much stuff on there the whole reason piracy really started to go down was because it's more convenient to just catch it on netflix or prime or whatever else i think if it becomes a point where there are so many that it becomes unmanageable for everyone to have all these things is that people will probably start uptaking pirating them again like oh, they yeah. used to yeah that's what it feels like because obviously <clears throat> when something comes out you kind of want to see it immediately that's, that's kind of what i feel like and 
having the ability to go to the cinema and see it on release day was also always something that I wanted to do. And, you know, when something gets released on the streaming sites, I kind of think, ah, I'll leave it a while. I don't need to watch it immediately. Yeah. Um, where the cinema I felt like I was sort of chasing that experience as well. So, kind of I, mean, hope- of it, aren't you? I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's going to be all right because hopefully things aren't going to get worse. They hopefully get better. Every, op- every optimist. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what cinemas local to me are going to be open, but I would like to see Wonder Woman on the big screen. Apparently it's, gonna, it's coming out in this country and it's on Apparently 16. it's good as well. It comes out on Boxing Day right over here. Oh, does it? When does it come? If oh. the cinemas are open, it goes on streaming on Christmas Day. Um, yep. We're not heathens, so we just we don't go to cinema on Christmas Day. Yeah, it's closed. <laughs> so, yeah. um... <laughs> You want to celebrate yeah. my birthday? Sorry, Jesus. Off the pic, off to the pictures. I think some off people the, do. Andy. Off to the picture house. Some people go to the pub on Christmas Day. Yeah, it's not something I I've, do, ne- but... I've never, I've never done that. I find that a bit odd. Yeah, it is a bit weird. But some people, that's just like their tradition. So yeah, going to the pub. <clears throat> Maybe we we'll add to add the cinema to that. Okay, yeah. so that's like the big, the big news that's obviously going to affect cinema as we know it going ahead. At least for big films. At least for big blockbusters and stuff. Um, apparently a couple of new films from prominent directors. So Neil Marshall has made a genre period horror movie called The Reckoning, um, which takes place against the, back, uh, the backdrop of the Great Plague and witch hunts in the 17th century in England. Um, I think it's coming out on Shudder. I think Shudder have recently acquired acquired it. Mm. So that should be interesting. Apparently Neil Blomkamp as well has made a sci-fi horror movie Ooh. during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice, interesting to see. What was the last thing Blomkamp did? Was it Chappie? Chappie. Oh yeah. man, Chappie. That feels that feels like a long time ago. Apparently it was 2015. It feels even longer than that. I never watched. He did the um um something Oat Studios. Oat Studios. Shot yeah, films. they were good. I like they were good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, some of those are ideas that are good enough for like a feature, but mm. you know they're they're competent in their short form, weren't they? So. Uh, yeah, that should be fairly interesting. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys saw that Marvel Comics are going to be releasing an alien, a new alien story in March next year with a deadly new breed of xenomorph. What could it yeah. be? I don't know if I'm that interested in, in that kind of tie-in stuff. I mean, it makes me think of like the Batman versus Predator comic, which was yeah. kind of good for the time, but I don't know how it would work in today's climate. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, maybe enjoyed, maybe it'll be amazing. Who knows? I, I listened to a couple of alien audio books. Oh yeah, I yeah. What they were. I can't even remember what they were, but they were they were pretty good. Mm. You know, so getting alien fix in a different form is, yeah. is probably something I'd I'd like to do. But there we go. As you brought up the other director, I think I'm soured at the moment on alien spin-offs just because of the way things panned out with oh, Neil. Prometheus and uh, yeah. Alien, Alien, whatever, and the five other sequels that are planned. Alien, none of which, whatever. None of which <laughs> are the old Neil Blomkamp one with Ripley in it that actually sounded real cool. Yeah. yeah. Kevin the teenager talking about Alien movies. Alien, whatever, you know, just <laughs> some shit. Alien, your mum. <laughs> Alien, your bloody mum. Oh bloody hell. Uh. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. The only other bit of news that I sort of bookmarked was apparently Jamie Lee Curtis has been crying the greatest squee, squee, scream, squee, <laughs> scream, squee, scream, 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 scream of all time yeah. at the MTV Movie Awards. Do you think that's 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 
legit. I mean, it was either going to be her or Neve Campbell, wouldn't it? So I think Jamie Lee Curtis has got to be, hasn't it, really? Um, yeah. Because she's done... Wait, she's not just what, uh, Prom Night she was in, right, as well? So she's done yeah. other, other franchises as well. And she's... She's been back. a mainstay, and yeah, she's exactly, going to be yeah. in new ones as well. So yeah, she in the picture of her accepting the award, she's wearing a little Michael Myers uh, face mask as well, like a just covering the bottom half of her face. So that's just pretty on brand, isn't it? She knows yeah. what's going down. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, I mean, that's quite a lot of stuff. But that's pretty much all I all I made note of this this week. Well, you know, I was trying to think about what I've watched this week, and I haven't really watched. I don't know what happened. Has it been a quick week? It feels like it's been a fast one. Um, think it's we were recording quite late seven. last week, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I think that's right. The only thing I've watched was Dewey Cox. The, the <laughs> war card, uh, Dewey Cox. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Which is great. His, his brother gets halved. <laughs> yeah. This is the worst case of being split in half I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> we're not medical professionals. <laughs> Given me plain English. <laughs> it's a great film. Twice the boy you'll ever be, even when he's halved. <laughs> I mean, you are, he's, you're at the quarter of him. There's, uh, <laughs> there's a bit where Paul Rudd is playing, with well, his Paul Rudd, Jack Black, and playing the Beatles, and they're all doing different levels of uh, impersonations. And Paul Rudd said something that was so good and so spot on. <laughs> But I couldn't tell Kat because she's convinced that I've got like a huge man crush on Paul Rudd. So I just have to keep it to myself. Like, no, she won't leave it. <laughs> yeah. yeah not good. allowed to talk about him anymore. Yeah. It was a good movie though. Really good. But it wasn't horror. What about you guys? Uh, I don't think I've watched much else actually. Have you watched anything? Oh wait, I have watched. Yeah, I've watched a couple of things. Andy, have you watched anything? No, I've been... Um on the games this week so i finished ori in the blind forest which is a you know, i guess it's because a little spooky moment sometimes but and there's a big owl but um it's not horror and i've and i'm back into hollow knight as well which has more oh, kind cool. of gothy horror and they're all bugs as well so i reckon that ticks a box the world of hollow knight is kind of like a kid's horror kind of vibe i guess yeah it's a good game so how far are you into it um, I've, I've, I restarted, didn't I? And it is a lot easier with a big controller than it was on the Switch. Oh yeah. Um, I've just, um, I just did the second or third boss. You know, the big giant fly. They're quite early on oh, still. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got as far on my first run at that sort of council of elders that are in like a little arena place. I got to that. Oh, the mantis. And didn't get past um, it. People. Yeah. Yeah. That, I got to them the first. Barely into it. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll get back there and then this time I'll yeah. sail past him. That's a good fight as well. Okay, yeah. Um, so I guess none of us have watched anything other than. I watched, sorry, oh, I watched sorry, things. On. My bad. <laughs> I I kind of forgot. I don't know why. The last week has kind of been a bit nuts. But um, so I watched a documentary called Feels Good Man. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. So this is about the cartoonist who was the creator of Pepe the Frog, um, oh, who got like sort of taken over and used by like f- people on 4chan and various other various other um sites and as an unwitting sort of right-wing hate icon um and it's like a really good it is a feel-good documentary but also like the guy who created him is such a cool sort of he, nothing seems to phase him um yeah. but he's kind of been through a lot uh he sued like Infowars and like alex jones and 
yeah and there's like all the yeah. all the sort of court foot, courtroom footage of that but also the way he's trying to kind of like trying to reclaim pepe the frog because you see pepe the frog and you kind of make this sort of connection to what kind of people may share those sort of memes or what it kind of represents mm. but it's just like a it's like a stoner guy who made like a comic about being in college with all these characters including a frog and the poor frog is being used as like a hate icon on, on 4chan and stuff with like a nazi flag <laughs> just just loads of mad stuff i need to watch it's it because a- i don't really understand how i don't understand how it I, I don't understand how it's been used in that, one in that of the, sense. One of the things that happened was that it was used on 4chan as like one-upmanship where people were trying to be as outrageous as possible, you know. Um, oh, Pepe okay. the Frog was behind 9-11 and as, as many <laughs> anti-Semitic things as you can. But then Donald Trump in 2016 <laughs> retweeted a picture of him as Pepe the Frog and that kind of spiraled. It kind of Everything's oh. kind of snowballed into the fact that Pepe the Frog, like right-wing um, various websites and uh right-wing mouthpieces were using pepe the frog's image on their like merchandise so the story is yeah. kind of like about this about him trying to you know sue a load of people who were using his thing to yeah. promote one a certain sort of message when that wasn't what the cartoon was supposed supposed to represent ever it's kind of like it's an interesting documentary like about the history of like internet subcultures as well as mm. you know the rise of donald trump from 2016 to now did you watch uh, that just... social dilemma documentary on Netflix? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. It I heard. It sounded too few... upset enough to you. It did. It, it sounded too upset for me. Yeah. I can't <laughs> put myself through it. Anything. I felt like it was going to tell me things that I felt like I already knew, but maybe present them in a way which might depress me. So. Yeah, I think it makes you want to. It's funny because I think everyone watched it and was like, "Right, I'm getting our social media," and then a day later, we're like back on, back on Twitter. Yeah. Oh as, yeah, yeah, exactly. Normal. Of course. Yeah. That's what. It's a, but this feels good, man. It's got some really good animation style. Like the stories are kind of told with this sort of really cool looking animation. Um, so yeah, it's a good, it's a nice little. I said it's a feel good documentary, despite all the things I said it includes. But it kind of is because yeah. it shows that, like this guy who's a bit like doesn't really seem to let anything phase him or bother him too much, and he's fighting against some of the biggest right wing names out there, and kind of yeah, it's good. Okay. I recommend oh, okay. it. I, interesting, yeah. I did also watch. So I don't know if you've seen the, any stuff about the new David Fincher movie Mank. Uh, yeah. With... The problem is I don't know. I don't feel like I know enough about Citizen Kane to watch See, it. That's, I kind of felt like that. I feel like everything I've learned from Citizen Kane is from from The Simpsons. But uh, <laughs> I yeah. feel like you don't need to know all that much as long as you know who Orson Welles is. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a really interesting story about. Uh, alcoholic screenwriter uh, played by Gary Oldman and how he's been given like 60 days to write the screenplay for Citizen Kane and everything around it but it, it honestly is looks and feels like a 1930s movie mm. everything down okay. to like the sound everything down to the sound design the titles the performances the transitions between scenes it's like a really fascinating even if you don't find the um the subject matter too interesting it's yeah. got enough good characters and good performances and the sort of aesthetic of the movie as well makes it mm. feel like a... I've seen a lot of people out there saying it's boring, um, but I pretty much loved it. I thought it was really... I was I was engaged like the whole whole way through. Gary Oldman, was, it was a really good performance from him. Um, yeah, I really, yeah. really recommend it. But initially, really I was a bit... He himself into unsure. stuff, doesn't he, though? Old Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah, definitely. What an old man he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. 
it's been a it's been a light horror week other than the things you mentioned i just blitzed through um the auntie donna series on netflix uh, as well. okay yeah, yeah. I'm not about halfway through oh uh, yeah. yeah when it when it hits it hits super hard it's really really good yeah there's a couple of great sketches uh the ellen sketch was pretty the amazing. ellen one was fantastic yeah <laughs> it's weird because it kind of reminds me of the eric andre show which is one of my favorite things ever but yeah. it's got a similar sort of like chaotic nature i don't think i think it's like sillier than eric andre it's not quite as bitey but it yeah it's good it's headache inducing in, in a good fun way yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah and then freaky just this right that's my notes yeah freaky okay so freaky is a 2020 this is the first new release we've done in a while right uh, 2020 American comedy horror film directed by Christopher Landon from a screenplay by Michael Kennedy and Landon. Stars Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, Katie Finneran, Celeste O'Connor. And it's a twist on Freaky Friday. The film centers on a teenage girl who unintentionally switches bodies with a middle aged serial killer. Um, and it's a Blumhouse film, isn't it? Uh, am it I right is. in saying that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know whether, because I've seen a lot of the slates from the film. And it, and on the slates it says Friday the thirteenth, uh, Freaky Friday the thirteenth. I think that's what it was called for a while potentially. Yeah. So how come it? I guess it was kind of like stepping on the toes of two. Well, Isn't... Friday the thirteenth. They, they yeah. the people who own that sue everyone, don't they? They've got they... litigation up the wazoo there yeah, already, definitely. haven't they? They probably just got stay out of it. Yeah. Because it does take place on Friday the thirteenth, so yeah, that works. But I feel like that was maybe like someone just went into a meeting one day. And, and they said, right, we, we've got an idea for one of these big movies. And they just went, Freaky Friday the 13th. <laughs> slammed down like, their notepad. I had nothing written on it. Yeah. Other than that. It reminds me later. of um, how James Cameron sold, uh, got the job for Aliens. Like he wrote <laughs> Alien. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the S. And then turned the S into a dollar sign. And, well, apparently <laughs> that's what happened. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. But... I'm gonna do that, like for everything now. Just like, have you yeah. got a new, new idea for this sequel? <laughs> Not even movie related. Just put an S on the end of anything, yeah. turn it into a dollar sign. I've got no plan for anything, but there just we go. Pluralize whatever it is the film's about. Predators. Uh, I don't know why Junior came to my mind. Juniors. <laughs> Juniors. <laughs> oh, it depends though. Juniors. What if there's like a, an, un- an uncountable thing? It's like after following the great film Cheese. <laughs> next step 101 dalmatians hang on a minute 102 dalmatians as if, as, yeah, yeah. That's, as if the amount of dalmatians worse, but... is relevant if you've got over 100 dalmatians that's mad yeah one, there is a sequel, 102. It? it must be called 102 it is imagine. 102 yeah, yeah. dalmatians <laughs> um, so freaky has a 6.5 out of 10 IMDB score 65% Rotten Tomatoes score, 48% audience score. Wow. Letterboxd is 3.3. A couple of choice Letterboxd reviews here. Uh, Lucy wrote, Unfortunately, I'll now be thinking about the clam jam line for as long as I live. Thanks. Three stars. Uh, and someone called Bunny puts, <laughs> There's nothing out there that makes me more, the, more happy than watching a high school plastic bitch literally breaking into pieces. Although I still preferred him to be brutally slaughtered. Ha 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 ha. Rolling on the floor <laughs> emoji. Devil face emoji. He gave it a three stars. Oh. Quite, a, quite worried about that guy. 
Despite yeah. some, despite seeing something that not much makes him happier than only three stars. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Please. So here we got Vince Vaughn, who is like massive. Like I, I understand he was a big person anyway. It makes sense for him to be a slasher type of guy. Um, and he yeah. played um, Norman Bates in the Psycho remake. Yeah. Did so. He knows what one he's doing. Know, one thing I noticed from this thing, he's got one of the most like easy to recognize runs I think I've ever seen. Like, yeah, this is something about his run, especially when he's like running, but not he's not full sprint, but he's like he's walking just a bit faster than a walk. He's got he's a yeah. very it's like distinctive it's like the road shoulder run. thing. He's got a very distinctive shoulder thing that he's doing yeah. like that. And I feel like no matter who. If I just saw someone acting that out, I'd go, that's Vince Vaughn's run. You're doing He's right also there. like 90% middle of the body. Like he's just... <laughs> that yeah. takes up most of the Vince Vaughn. And there's like the the, yeah. the last 10% is split among the arms and legs and head. I think yeah, what he's wearing doesn't torso. help him. <laughs> he's wearing like a baggy t-shirt in this and then like a long sleeve t-shirt underneath, which is a staple mark of like early 2000s emo fan you had to do a long t-shirt underneath a short t short sleeve t-shirt i feel like i've uh, seen him wear that a lot though that same <laughs> outfit i'm sure he in like the google film whatever that was called in my dreams yeah he's always wearing that shirt yeah uh he's looking a bit older but it's it's kind of funny this film this level of film i don't know i just wouldn't expect to see vince Vaughn in it and he is in it and he is really good in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is really good. I saw someone online say that he is. This is basically the next performance along from Jack Black in the Jumanji films. Which, when you think about it, how many movies are there out there where a middle-aged man is playing as, uh, basically having their body taken over by a teenage girl? I mean, that's got to be the only two, right? Yeah, yeah. that's got to be the only two. There's no other yeah. two. Well, that's the thing. So I kind of feel like Vince Vaughn would be doing Jumanji before doing this film you know what yeah. i mean this film yeah, yeah, seems yeah. i don't know not below him i but... do wonder how he got hired for it he did brawl and sell block so i guess he doesn't mind doing a sort of smaller budget stuff i don't know I and these other like... things as well like quite a lot of your I, I don't know this is true but some of your horror some of your horror guys come from comedy these days quite a lot of comedy people are hugely into horror movies maybe he's a fan of the genre yeah, yeah. And he did, they, he did, he did. Psycho maybe wants a more fondly remembered horror performance. I don't, I don't even really remember the Psycho remake like at I all. Don't, I don't think. It, right? I, I don't think he's bad in it. I think the film just gets flat because it's mm. a you know very very close remake of a film that a lot of people would argue was it never shot, needed shot? to be remade. Pretty much, I think. I think yeah. so. One time since I watched it. I think that was like the experiment of it, like just to remake it shot for shot and see if it works. Yeah. Yeah. So Catherine Newton, who plays the girl who he swaps bodies with, uh, I recognise her face from somewhere. I don't really. She is in uh, Detective Pikachu as like the there's like a sort of journalist girl, maybe. As not Misty, but you know, like she's got really good eyebrows. Really good eyebrows. I noticed. That's what I noticed throughout this film. Every time I saw her, I was like, those eyebrows are good. She has a lot of versatility <laughs> as well. They both do. Like mm. Emma was saying to you guys in the chat before we got together, like, I think Vince Vaughn perhaps gets the credit for um, being as versatile as he is. You mostly, 
I don't know. For me, I'd always think Vince Vaughn's a comedy guy. Yeah. Um, but he can do. He does. He does a lot in this, and I think she's the same. Like, it mm. is. It is a notable transformation, and not a physical one. How she is when she is herself versus when she's the. The only thing murderer. I was a tiny bit put off by was you know they lent they lean heavily into the trope that you know someone's a bit shy and maybe a bit geeky and clearly she's not attractive and the fact that everyone's kind of given her a little bit of jip for that and yeah. that when so, when suddenly she got a red leather jacket on and her hair tied back everyone's like oh she's hot yeah. i mean it, it goes back to the what movie is it where someone i mean i'm sure there's loads of teen movies where someone mean takes girls. her glasses off she's all that she's all, all that, that. that's oh, exactly yeah. the one i'm yeah. thinking yeah takes yeah. her glasses off lets her hair down and suddenly everyone's like Whoa, bloody hell <laughs> that yeah i mean maybe that was like a knowing wink towards things like that but that was the this, only this thing this film that... does feel like it's um it knows what it's it's yeah you know it knows what it's poking with. fun at yeah, yeah. for sure I, I did note as well we'll i know we'll cover it but as well as putting on a leather jacket and being more attractive the serial killer inhabiting a body does know how to put lipstick on quite well it yeah yeah muscle memory um <laughs> <laughs> the, the boyfriend as well, I've just seen here, is called Booker Strode. And that properly feels like a jock kind of... Um... Yeah, well, Strode, Halloween. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you made the connection. And then, um, yeah, Booker Strode. That, I mean, that's that's kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah. Vince Vaughn's killer is called the Blissfield Butcher. Um, I wonder if he'll pop up in Dead by Dawn. What? What the game's called? Oh, yeah, that would be good. Dead by Dead Daylight. By Daylight. Um, he's got like a papier-mâché ma- mask though, right? Uh, he just gets that from that place, doesn't he, in the opening scene? Because it's missing off a hook. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. It's like a African... Yeah, One of the masks you get from a holiday. Mm. <laughs> um, so who else we got? Um, Katie Finneran, who plays uh, Carol. Oh, no, Carol. <laughs> Carol Kessler, not Carol. Who's the mum. Um... I don't recognise any of these people. Dana Drury. To be fair, I don't recognise any of these people. They must be fairly new to the game or newish to the game, but they were all pretty great. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously her her two friends, uh, so Nyla and Josh, like obviously significant roles in the movie as well. Yeah. And uh, also Alan Ruck, who is Millie's like teacher, is uh, the dude from uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh yeah. Is the teacher? Is he the teacher? The principal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The teacher. The uh, quite frankly, asshole. The old dean. He says something in this film that really annoyed me, and it it annoyed me to the point where I was like, no one would let him get away with that, surely. No. Yeah, there's a lot of that in there. There's a lot of that. She gets basically she gets treated like so much like shit when she's you know not inhabited by the bot by the soul of a serial killer. It's almost ridiculous. It's almost like, oh, come on. Yeah. Someone, somewhere. Someone's got to intervene. This is mad. She, she's popular enough. She's got two, like... Two two friends. And, like, I'm not yeah. sure if... There's the, the kid that bullies her by coming up and barking at her in the thing. You think, maybe maybe my sensibilities are out of whack, but I think you'd be the... That'd be the weird kid. No one would author, yeah. no, one would, no one would endorse someone running up to people and barking at them in their losses. Yeah. Someone would She'd have like, said... Oh, give it a you're... rest, for God's sake. Every day, you twat. <laughs> yeah. No one like... Yeah, and also, I think... 
maybe that's it. Maybe kids in American schools are nicer. I'm not sure in a British school, even the most meek and mild kid wouldn't have told him to fuck off. Yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Like growing up in it as an English person in an English school, did you not really want to go to an American high school where you didn't have to wear uniforms or and you had like lockers and there were like letterman jackets and stuff? I don't know, something about that just seemed really cool to me growing up. Yeah, I it'd be awesome. To I think I think it was American Pie watching movies like that that kind oh, of yeah. made me feel yeah. like you know <laughs> it's going to be missing awesome. out stuck in grey England without that lockers. Grey old England, I could have Shannon right. Elizabeth. The only locker was a swimming pool. Yeah. This shit, take a quid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all of your all of your classmates are attractive twenty eight year olds. What a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could be worse. It could be like it is in Greece where all of your classmates are unattractive forty five year olds. <laughs> yeah. 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 There we go. Um so, so the film opens um, with four teenagers chilling at a house, having a bit of a, a party. They're drinking. It's a it's a rich house as well. It's like a big old yeah. rich house full of wine. Um, loads of uh, trinkets and knickknacks arts. from yeah. art, arty stuff, um, including the masks um, and this knife in a glass box called La Dola. La Dola. La Dola. Yeah. La Dola. I think it just means the the Dola, right? The Dola. Where's the Dola gone? The Dola. Was that the Dola way? <laughs> and they basically the house is Wayne Manor, effectively, isn't it? Like yeah. um, from Batman '89, with like full of like treasures from around the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so two of the kids start having sex quite quickly into the film uh whilst they're doing that the other two the other couple uh they go into the house one goes to find some wine and the other goes to the toilet i think yeah because she had beer spilled on her right yeah um and i mean the killings happen pretty quickly um and they're so i was surprised by how gruesome they were especially this first one it was like game of thrones level violence like so it's before co- that, they were they were all sort of telling stories and they were talking about this bliss. This what's he called? Is he, is he killed Bunch before and... then? Is this not his so, first like, murder? Yeah, they said like it's a story. Basically, it's a legend, and this how it comes around every homecoming. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to stop kids from getting drunk and having parties and sex and everything. Otherwise, because if if the same killer was around all this time, he'd be super old by now. Yeah, geriatric uh, serial killer. I think they say at some point. Yeah, but he's not. There's obviously some truth to it. Yeah. Um, The guy who's getting the wine, uh, he, I don't know, he gets spooked, um, drops like a really expensive bottle of wine, and as he's looking into that, Vince Vaughn, who's wearing a mask, we don't know what's him yet, but you can tell because he's the size of like seven Subway sandwiches, footlongs. Yeah. He... uh, (laughs) grabs the kid's head, pulls his head back and shoves the wine bottle down his throat. Yeah. All the way so his kind of throat like expands and, and rips and tears and stuff. Um, yeah. Brutal. And he gives a little punch and stick and makes it like shatter. Yeah. It's, it's like a I mean, Mortal Kombat finishing move. 
Yeah. Like it's 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 really brutal. At least um, he's having fun with his kills, and I mean, he's he's being yeah. imaginative, inventive. There's this lots his... of things he could have done with that wine bottle. He could have just cl- clobbered him over the head. Most people would uh, just clobber someone. Yeah, he won't think to shove it down the throat. But he's like got that. a lot of respect for the craft, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah good movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he loves it. <laughs> he loves it. Got on Blu-ray. Um, how does he kill the girl? The there's a girl who's having a wee wee. He smashes her with the toilet seat. Uh, see that's you uh, can't yeah, yeah, can't knock it out of the park every time. Sometimes there yeah. isn't there just isn't the opportunity. But then again, I mean smashing someone's face with the toilet seat is, is quite good. It's yeah. an environmental kill. You'd get yeah. a um you know, you're making yeah. the most of your surroundings. If I tried to do that in my house, I don't think I'm about to do it. It's like a really lightweight plastic toilet seat. You can soft like, closer. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, this is gonna take forever. But I'm gonna persevere with it. And soft yeah. close you to death. <laughs> um, so she, her face gets all smushed up as well. Again, quite brutal. Um, and then he, uh, yeah, t- the other two have finished having sex. Um, it's he a gets really a fun weird little sort of... dialogue there, right? Where basically yeah. she is finished because okay, I'm done, and he's like, oh, and need yeah. another minute, and he's like, oh. I'm not done yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't, have, don't have sex in a slasher movie. There we go. And you'll never be done ever again. Um, he he yeah. thinks as he... Uh... He, died. he died not being done. <laughs> and he was so close. F's in the chat. Um, so uh, Vince Vaughn snaps the tennis racket in half <clears throat> and kind of puts and it back like, together again. He assembles in, it in his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just trying to fix it. That kid got in the way, if anything. Old He's like, mate. oh, I broke my tennis racket. <laughs> Oh, just trying to stick it back together. Out of the way! Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that kid just got in the way. So I'm going to be putting this tennis racket back together. And if you get in the way, <laughs> it's your you own fault. To be here, yeah. <laughs> Not going to land with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does he kill the girl? Does so he, he ever go? He chases her more? into the house and she oh, okay, hides yeah. in the cupboard first, Halloween style. Um, he has a look for her, but she's not there because of a secret panel hide. which goes nowhere. Um, she doesn't hide for long enough. You'd yeah. stay in there pretty much forever, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. you would. You'd stay in there until Christmas. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't. <laughs> she she comes straight out. Oh, um, she hears her parents coming home or something, so she runs. Yeah, to... something along those lines. She comes out and is and is running out. Um, and he previously threw a spear at her that missed and lodged itself in a doorway. Um, she runs out into Vince Vaughn's arms, and he just um. He thingies there. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre hooks there, sort of. I'm just wondering if it's because they did the Halloween thing in, in the. It's a in bit like cupboard. that. It's also a bit like Mike, Michael Myers' kill in the first Halloween, where he just stabs someone up against the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder see, if it's playing with a lot of these uh, tropes. You hmm. see, you guys obviously got higher higher standards than me because you thought of that Michael Myers example. I remember when Jack Frost did it. <laughs> 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 he was the first, all right. He was the first. Yeah, I thought that she. I didn't. I had no. I hadn't seen any promotional material for this film. I thought she was the main character, and then she like dies. Oh, okay. I didn't. I thought they were gonna. That's when they were gonna do the body swap. Like he was gonna get the knife, stab it into, and they were gonna body swap. But no, she wasn't. She dies. She and then familiar, but I can't picture what else that that actor was in. Hmm. 
But yeah, know. you're right. It's it's just a pure <clears throat> cold open. Like that entire group wiped out. And as the parents walk in and scream, the dola. He's like, where's my dola gone? Where's my bloody dola? Where's my bloody dola gone? That's what <laughs> he's he screaming a, at. He's at a yeah. way with it. He was like, ah, and if you follow the trajectory of his eyes, he was looking at his smashed <laughs> Ladola thing, bypassing his daughter. Ah, Ladola. Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> we think the Blissfield Butcher just takes it because it's a nice looking new stabby thing, right? It sort of calls to yeah. it, does a, it does a bit of whispering yeah. at him, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Jumanji style. It's all Jumanji, take that. Yeah. I'll tell you, um, I'm going to outact Jack Black for the rest of this <laughs> movie now, okay? Um, so then we then we then we meet. It is Wednesday the twelfth. No, Wednesday, that must the, Wednesday the twelfth. It's now. Oh, okay. Thursday, now it's Thursday the twelfth. Yeah. It's what? always the twelfth. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the twelfth. If it's not the thirteenth, it's got to be the twelfth. All right. Yeah. Um, then we're introduced to our three main. Oh no, there's the. The girl wakes up in the house. We're introduced to the mum. She's making her breakfast, and there's a really close relationship there. Um, there's a sister who's a cop who's uh, a little bit um, bristly between uh, the other family members. Yeah. There's some drama going on there. Keep there's some drama. All the time. I'm a cop. I ain't got time for breakfast, all right? I'll get someone on the road. See you later. Yeah. Family. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she has a bit of a problem with the mum because she's. Had a bloody bottle of wine. Yeah. Had a Chardonnay. It's in the bin. <laughs> yeah. And she's not recycling. That's what she's thinking. That's, that's what I was yeah. thinking. It's not hard, mum. Drink what you want. Right. Drink whatever you want. Have one wine. Have two bottles of wine if you want. But if you don't recycle it, glass goes in the bloody brown box. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? There's food waste in here. We've got a separate bin for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you twat. <laughs> See you later. Um, yeah, like the dad died, I think. Yeah, recently. I think I think that's what I think that's the main the main message. The mom is having a bottle of Chardonnay, and the do- the other daughter is clearly like throwing herself into work. And then our main character Millie is kind of um, she's got into think, university as well, but she yeah, doesn't want to go. Yeah, doesn't want to go, and it's kind of implied that in this conversation that Her she dad was killed by a university, so she's like never, never, never again. <laughs> But also, she's not going to go to Homecoming. She instead is going to watch a community theatre production of Wicked with her mom. And I think the older sister kind of gives them some jip for it and says, you sure she doesn't want to go to Homecoming? She's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'd much prefer to see Wicked. I yeah. see Wicked. Everyone knows. I mean, it's a, no one's ever seen that story before. I want to see it again. <laughs> yeah. um, so she goes to high school. Um introduced to more of the key characters the two friends gay friend girlfriend uh rival friend who is I think his name's Ryla which sounds a bit like rival rival rivaler um riles are up riles are up yeah and she's really um um i don't know um in fact these kids do look the right age now that you mentioned the american pie people being like 28 or something these kids look yeah. like the right age, yeah. I think. Um, they sure do. Yeah. What do you make of the What do you make of the friends? They're yeah, pretty good. Pretty awesome. Pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A nice amount of like comedy, uh, but also look, the fact that they're 
looking out for it. They also get involved in the action, and they're like they're an integral part to the story. You know, they could have quite easily just been throwaway characters who had a few good one-liners and weren't particularly important for the story. But they, the film doesn't really work without them. So yeah. it's good to I see. I think they get a really yeah. nice dynamic here. I think when you first get to them, it's it's kind of hard to describe. They all, like all of them, the main character and the friends, they all have tropes that they definitely lean lean into. Yeah. But there's more to them than, than I would say, less skillfully made films, which don't have them in there ironically. They're very aware of what the tropes are and the stereotypes are that they're leaning into. And mm. I think the dialogue for all of them is quite punchy around that and sort of leans into it quite nicely. Yeah. 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 And there are some bits where like the reactions of these characters may be a bit unnatural, I guess, or they're considering the uh considering the the setup of this film, like how do you get these kids to basically believe that she swapped bodies with a serial killer without it being too over the top? And I feel yeah. like this treads the line but kind of like gets it quite it doesn't get it exactly right, but I think it does enough. You know, they don't instantly believe her. And there's a little bit of back and forth there, but when they do believe her, it kind of. Do you think they do you think they lean into it a bit too easily? Like they're basically well, they, so comfortable with it. Well, there's the um, the high five dance thing. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. You could have just been watching. You could have just been watching like uh, one of the yeah. games. There's so many things that like you're like, well, really. When he, but when he uh, had first turned and he was like, "It's me, Millie." I mean, if that was you, and then some random massive guy said, like, it's yeah. me, your friend. Like, there's no way you would ever believe him, I don't think. No. It would take a lot to convince Even if they just went, him. look, here's a massive slew of evidence that really does confirm I'm her, I'd be like, well, you've yeah. got her kidnapped somewhere, and you've got all this so, well, yeah. information out of her. Yeah. Well, That's it. No, then. There we go. I it's guess like, maybe it's a, one of those things, isn't it? Like, is it in many ways kind of helping us as the audience? Is they hold their hands and say, yeah, I want you to believe this. So we yeah. can, we have to expect the characters are going to as well yeah. at some point. But um, comes to it, how would, if if we were in a freaky situation, <laughs> how, how you know, what, how would, how would we convince each other that we were not Vince Vaughn, but were in it... fact, <laughs> I think Look, I'd just I, say, I'm not actually Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'd just say, look, it's Lee Wannell, okay? Uh, you'd say, it's like, quick, Ben, what's the name of the actor-director from Saw? And I go, well, it's Lee Wannell. And you go, it is you! Embrace me. Yeah. I'll stab you to death. Either that or just, um, if recent forms anything to go by, just hope at some point you would freeze and be like, ah, I said... <laughs> even even in person i freeze like that and just <laughs> the whole room goes dark behind me and i just get i was, I was about to say sucked off into the darkness <laughs> and i get sucked off in the darkness <laughs> it's the best way to do it um we're introduced to millie's workshop teacher alan rook who plays mr fletcher woodshop teacher they call it um so here's the thing that really annoyed me. He he says like that they're all building dog houses for their presentation thing. And he says, Millie, um, you're next. And she, she says, No, you told me I was booked in for the sixteenth or something like that. And he says, No, well I've moved it to the twelfth. And he says, She says, Well, I haven't done it because you said sixteenth. He said, Look at you yeah. holding the whole class up again. I'm like, yeah. What? 
No one would settle for this. (laughs) Again, in the litigious age of 2020, oh, I'm sorry, have you been an abuser long? Uh, Or is it something that you've developed in your career as a teacher? Like, you'll never work in this town again, mate. They'd be be taking video, like, he'll be on TikTok against his will. They'd be TikToking him all up at shop. They'll be auto-tuning him. (laughs) It doesn't take much for him to become convinced that all bets are off and he can now basically beat the living shit out of her. Literally put the boot in on her later on. Literally puts the boot in her later on. So I think we've kind of got to believe he's a douche. Um, But yeah, we're we're sort of... He's already on the the douchebag spectrum. We're introduced to a load load of things that Millie sort of gets. She's got the shitty end of the stick in school. And I think like if you're in a school environment and you knew that somebody's dad had passed away, even in the last year or something, it would have been information that you knew about for whatever reason. Uh, You put a stop to a lot of this stuff wouldn't you like the guy barking in her face like the tiny little pint-sized bully girl who's just like a little bitch um just everything just seems a bit unnecessary so all right just give give cut her some slack i think one of the she might be one of the only ones that may continue because yeah you know what i can imagine she's she's kind of like a gossip isn't she and like a social media so maybe she might sort of still be in the picture but definitely you wouldn't want to be the kid that's barking at the recently half orphan and um or be the abusive yeah. teacher. That's the yeah. kind of kid who in a classroom he would just make a noise and everyone would laugh. And yeah. I'd be in the corner going, That wasn't you can't just make a noise. That's <laughs> not wit. <laughs> isn't isn't that like wasn't that like Jeffrey Dahmer's thing when he was at school? Oh, isn't God. that what he was famous for? You know, like, oh, get out of it, mate. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey he, he, he started barking at people and making noises at school. It, Look how he turned up. It was all yeah. just attention seeking. It was all just attention seeking. Yeah. 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 But, um, that kid. He's Trump, the he, yeah. he's the he's the worst. I'm glad what happens to him later on. He deserves it. I've said it. <laughs> Can't <even> remember. <laughs> oh yeah, <I> remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Oh. Where, um, I don't remember how. So, no, we, oh, we the football game. Football we game, have the yeah. day at school. We go to the football game, and again, some more rotten bullies are like throwing, um, throwing like their drinks at uh, Millie. She's the she's the school mascot in classic like picked on kid style. Still joins in, but is like the mascot rather than a member of the team. Yeah. Um, uh, a rotten football player. The rose, uh, his juice at her, and then <laughs> we just laughed. I don't know, I'm laughing at that. I just imagine like a, little sippy, a, little, a little sippy cup, a little sippy yeah. cup of juice. Yeah, <laughs> roses. I mean, don't waste juice, don't throw food at people. Like a Capri Sun or something, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it? It is, it is like a little Capri Sun yeah. or a little, uh, little orange, little orange tango. And <laughs> So basically, the football game is a very brief, a brief period. At some point during the day, they find out there's been a, a moider. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, it's really just passed over very quickly. It's like, oh, there's been a murder, and the the killer is at large. And then um, the football game happens, and then Millie is left sitting on the bench waiting for her mom to come pick her up. But she's had another bloody glass of uh, wine, hasn't she? And there's a sleep. <laughs> yeah, passed out, passed asleep. Oh, uh, yeah. A yeah. liability. 
No, not to uh, not to out anyone, but this this really hit home for me. This this happened to me you in, in my fall asleep in, on in my role. In the house. No, no, I was I was the other side. I was Millie in this scenario. Um, when I was sort of 15, 14 to sixteen, you know, convinced that you'd never get into university unless it's something extracurricular. I think my parents had lied and just didn't want me to only play video games or like just hang out meaninglessly with my friends. So we did Duke of Edinburgh for a while. It was at the other side of town and obviously being a kid, you can't yeah. drive. So we used to go to Duke of Edinburgh and um, things like that. And, you know, we'd be there to like nine o'clock once a week. And then mom would come and pick us up and drive us back. And uh, one day we went out, we finished and... Uh, my mom, bless her, she obviously had a long day at work, had a glass of wine, and had fallen asleep on the sofa. Didn't have a mope. <laughs> and I was like 14, 15, and just because of the age I am, like, I didn't have a mobile phone at the time. Yeah. So, like, I didn't quite have a mobile yet. So, it's was like, what do I do? Get Thank a compass out. Try to put yeah, in that walking. orientation. <laughs> orientation, orienteering, even. Yeah, well, th- well, unfortunately, I'd missed the practice hike because... My dad had said we could go on the practice hike or he had a free weekend and we could go to Alton Towers. So unless I'm finding my way to Nemesis. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Yeah. I got a Duke of Edinburgh award and I've never went. Like he just came in the post. It was like a certificate with my name on it in like gold breaded letters, whatever oh. they call it. And I've never, never went. I never did it. So I don't know where, where that came from. <laughs> you didn't have to go on a camp. Someone no. out there didn't get one. They were like, where's mine? I put all the hard work and the effort into. And his name's, I don't know, what's his name? Luke Leon Condor of the Sea. sea. <laughs> <laughs> you just put a line at the back of his thing. You got a gold pen. And went, Turn that to a cape. Yeah. Amazing. And he got... <laughs> His parents are fuming as well. You haven't even been going, have you? (laughs) There's loads of pictures with him, like, you know, doing this community service, like helping the old folks and stuff. (laughs) Luke's just photoshopped them all on the website. Just like his his head on there. You're at the top of Everest. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. so I was Millie. And um, did you get freakied? Uh, I didn't. By that, I um, mean stabbed and turned into a different person. I didn't mean. So, <laughs> no, Vince, Vince Vaughan didn't come and attack me. I went to, there was a girl that lived quite close by. Her name was Claire Harris. I went to her house and phoned my mum from there and went, not winning any parenting awards, but uh, she wasn't drunk on wine. She'd just fallen asleep and it was all fine in the end. Yeah. It was not murdered or in a body swap comedy. Yeah. Happy ending all around. Were you dressed as a beaver? Um, I wasn't. I think I was probably dressed in some Adidas poppers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a oh, NAFCO yeah. 54 jacket. That's no, good. I've got my eras wrong. But um, You can mix eras, mate. You know, transcend those eras. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what happened. But yeah, so I felt familiar in this situation. You've been there when your lift doesn't turn up and what, what, what is someone to do? And then yeah. to add to it. Obviously, she... in, the years, in the years before, sorry. Andy. Right. But in the years before mobiles, you just had to go home, didn't you? Like if you went to meet a yeah. mate somewhere, oh, I'll meet you outside Staples. I don't know why Staples. I don't even know if there's Staples in Bristol. That's where you used to meet up. If your mate just didn't turn up, you just had to go home or go to the phone box and ring like their house and say, had they left? Oh, yeah. They've not been home for hours. And you'd be like, fuck. It's weird to think of the time where we were allowed to get bored. Like, like, Nowadays you can still get bored, but like there's no not for long. Like you'll always yeah. find stuff to put on Netflix, and it's the, that's the other way now. We feel like we're not getting we're not getting it the most out of all the content that's out there. But there used to be a time where you just sometimes just like lie down on the top of the stairs and just do nothing, <laughs> just think about. I, def- I definitely still do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite nice. I do it sometimes, just lay down with the dog, yeah, think about like stuff. A lie, like a lie on the floor and a bit of a think. <laughs> oh, yeah it's the best place to think or i used to lie uh sometimes on the kitchen counter when i was small enough wow just later because it's a cool like the the worktop is quite like, cool against the bed please do that now you please yeah. have your leg with your legs like in the cupboards and like your head across, <laughs> head across the sink way too big to do that i can see that i sometimes like as well when depending on the weather you can change the temperature up there sometimes just have the shower room i'll just put my head against the glass oh god that yeah <laughs> if you get the shower you know just right on the back of the neck or something when it's a cool quite a cold day but you get like a hot shower just on the back of the neck you're like yeah. i'm never getting out of here yeah. this is yeah. it now just lean <laughs> against just lean, against just lean against the wall just have yeah. a little think about some things little things yeah. eh we need this in the middle in the middle of a worldwide pandemic we need little things to make us feel comfortable important and happy. Guys. remind yeah. us remind us that we're human yeah and we're just <laughs> It's Christmas. getting to that point now. It's getting quite cold, and sometimes I just think I'm not getting out of bed. No, I've been eating now. If I leave yeah. the house, it's, it's got to be for a special occasion. It's got to be to go get some more crisps or something. Exactly. That's it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so eat more crisps. Lie on the floor. Just yeah. be a big lazy layout. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So to pretty much we're at, at the point where the swap happens. Uh, obviously Millie's yeah on her own, dressed like a beaver, uh, and then trying the, run the away. Blissfield butcher turns up, uh, and she tries to run away from him. Obviously she runs away, hides. She can't run because le- like she's got this giant leg, beaver yeah. legs. It's yeah. kind of waddling. <laughs> it's like it's like not what if you're gonna get attacked by a serial killer, the the least uh, correct. What way to go? I'll just be like, oh, let me at least change out of this. I don't want to die wearing this. This I will is too easy for you, mate. You're not gonna feel fulfilled out of this. No. Harder to run away, but it might if it's a padded costume. It might absorb a stab. Just one. Yeah, yeah. It's like when just those one. kids get into fights with you and they're wearing like giant puppy coats and they're not feeling any of the punches. So what, are you doing, fight, what are you doing fighting kids at your age? It's, it's absorbing it. Have you fight, have you... Up. Yeah. Come on, Ed! He's been used to give each other dead arms and stuff all the time as a yeah, kid. Yeah. Which I'm glad we don't do that anymore. It's horrendous. Dead, ar- dead, dead legs are the worst. Dead, dead legs were the worst. That would incapacitate you for a good... Yeah. You know, Someone gets you... Cause when you're that age, your knees are like needle points. <laughs> yeah. They find their way between the muscle fibres. Yeah. And the, they take your leg out completely. Like you can't you know, walk. Ooh. And it's over. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. yeah. Why don't they give people dead legs in wrestling? That feels like that. Or like in MMA. That'd be a great move. Conor McGregor, come yeah. here. Dead leg. Oh, and <laughs> if they did it, did it just willy. before the match started, like as they were getting ready to shake hands, just get him in the leg. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you could finish him in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so she didn't give uh, Vince Vaughn a dead leg. Or a dead arm, uh, but she gets captured quite easily. I've got to say that um, as he's standing above her with the dola and he's going to stab her with it, like there's a special effects thing that happens where they're suddenly on top of like a Mayan pyramid thing. Yeah, um, it's cool. I thought it was a really interesting little yeah, like the sky, flourish. like the clouds yeah. sort of gather above them. There's like um, lightning, and as he like stabs her in the shoulder she yeah. gets he gets like an identical stab wound on his shoulder it hurts him as well um but luckily before she can get stabbed to death her police officer sister turns up uh fires a shot up into the air and says back the fuck off man yeah which he does he does, he does. his classic vince vaughn run run <laughs> right out of there yeah. i think at this point he's doing like a not so classic Vince Vaughn run. He's doing like more of a all right, I'm a serial killer. But later on, when he's got Millie Kessler in his body, that's when he's doing the classic Vince Vaughn shoulder run. So maybe you know he's at his yeah. most most comfortable when playing a teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it weird Truth how he himself. so Vince Vaughn got big, kind of made a name for himself by doing that talking thing, where he you know he just riffs and he just won't shut up, and that's kind of his deal. I don't yeah. think he's done that for a long time. Like, I can't uh, think of him doing that at all. For, it seems like, to be violence is his thing now. Like, yeah. he's just very violent. Please, like, look at the size of me. Just let me do some violence. I can't bother talking anymore. Come on. Yeah. Um, uh, then it's the... It's, uh, she wakes up the next day, but it's Vince Vaughn in her, in her body. Um, he's, like, looking at the... Looking all weird, like, she's shaking and she's... Like it's just like she's um, you know that uh, that image of that like taxidermy fox, like <laughs> yeah, and I got that kind it's of expression the going. Bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's pretty silent when she wakes up, isn't she? She kind of 
Wait, you're talking about Millie when she wakes up, yeah? Millie as... She wakes... She as... Wait. Vince Vaughn... No. <laughs> <laughs> the when girl, Millie wakes up... The person in the girl's body wakes up first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously yeah. there's like a poster of um, Panic at the Disco dude on the wall. Oh, uh, yeah. Pitch Perfect uh, 2. Pitch yeah. Perfect 2 as well. So he's, he's thinking, hang on a minute. This isn't where I went to bed. I bet he's not even seen Pitch Perfect 2 or 1. Right, or 1, yeah. yeah. If, if he did watch it, he'd be confused. He wouldn't know any of the characters, he wouldn't <laughs> yeah. know the backstory. What are the stakes here? What, who am I supposed to be rooting for? All right? You know, the what's world the character championships. Why, why, same why, along, mate. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, maybe at this point, the actor who played Millie, obviously, they went to the well of unfamiliar body. Obviously, that the actor that you're going to want to emulate there is, of course, the great Scott, Scott Bakula. Do a great bit of quantum leap there, where you know you're you're looking <laughs> right, around, yeah. learning your new body. Just catch yourself in a mirror eventually. Yeah, he even touches the boobs, right? Like he, yeah, yeah. he yeah. does touch the boobs, but in a sort of not a gratuitous way, where he's kind of yeah. just going, yeah, and I've got boobs. He yeah. doesn't do like one, you know, two, move on. one, two, <laughs> skip a few. That's it. He, he's, she's wearing some nice little sausage dog pajamas as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I thought it looked too warm. Could, I couldn't be dealing with that. I'd have yeah. to. I'd be out of them halfway through the night. One leave one foot in, one foot out. That's what you do with the duvet when you're too warm. Yeah. One bum cheek in, one bum cheek out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's quite a good like little dynamic where she goes to breakfast and the mum's like. Um, I mean, the mum should feel super guilt ridden. She got her daughter stabbed, but she's like making her pancakes and stuff, and it's like. Um, did your mum make you pancakes the morning after that? You were left at the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, I, I don't oh, recall boy. pancakes. And My mum made like... me pancakes for getting a Duke of Edinburgh. So I didn't know <laughs> yeah. you were doing a Duke of Edinburgh. Luke and you're over the sea. It's Even not any... <laughs> totally guilt-free pancakes. <laughs> I've pancakes for 30 years. <laughs> what do you have on your pancakes? I'm having oh. pancakes. Like a bit of Nutella. Like a bit of um, sometimes just a classic sugar. What with some sort of juice as well, like juice, sugar uh, and I put a bit yeah. of orange juice or lemon juice and sugar. A little bit, a little bit of lemon juice maybe, maybe sometimes just sugar, just purely cut. Roll the pancake into like a little straw and just. I go for a Greek yogurt with raspberries and then a little one of these with the honey. When I'm going back and forth like a restaurant. Greek yogurt and honey. Those two flavors, when they come together, it's like Captain Planet. It's the Captain Bang. Planet of foods. Unreal. Like, it is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Why I, I once, I once put a pancake on with that topping on for Megan, and she was like, "I don't like Greek yogurt. I don't like honey." And I was a bit like, "Taste this with the raspberries as well." And yeah. she was like, well, "It's nice." Yeah, yeah, there we go. Inside, she was like loving it. Yeah. And she's like bringing it up to her mouth. You start doing the and then you get excited. Exactly. What a time. Yeah. I like a bit of raspberry jam on my pancakes as well. Yeah, like a like a jam roly poly sort of Nobody thing knows. going on there. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's good, aren't they? Pancakes. <laughs> um, and so... Vince Vaughn slash Millie loves them. You can't get yeah. enough of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ram I mean, shovels them down. Going nuts, isn't he? I mean, this is how is this bloke? I want to know a bit of a backstory because how old's Vince Vaughn? Like fifty odd, early fifties. What's he been doing this whole time? The Blissfield Butcher murders have just started up again. Is it like, is he like Pennywise? Where he comes out every 27 years to start doing a murder? Living well, his... in that old mill. Yeah. Had to be an old mill, didn't it? Had to be an old mill. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, always not an old having, mill. Not having pancakes. 
in his yeah. house, not in his place in the old mill, his apartment. Uh, <laughs> it's quite a spacious apartment, one yeah. bed studio. Um, but like he's got um, loads of like not taxidermied stuff, but like dead stuff, right? And mannequins and anything that could be considered creepy. Yeah. Like he's he's got it in there. Yeah. yeah, he's um, got like you know mannequins with like nails smashed into think, the face. You think he'd be quite. Like you'd think he'd want to keep this space sort of closed off from anyone, but just like a random homeless drug addict wanders in. Yeah. Yeah. Straight into like yeah. orgy <laughs> evidence. Yeah. Like, this is a serial killer. Like yeah, like it's a communal communal serial killer area. Yeah. Someone just in. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um. So, so how does he how does he react in the, in his new body? More Millie in in her new body. She has a big old panic. Yeah. Yeah. She runs away. The guy offers to suck her off. <laughs> the, the homeless guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I think she runs straight to school, right? Yeah. She runs. She runs off into the into the street. Um. She surprises some neighbors at like the park. Like there's a man who she meets with a dog as Millie earlier. Um, and he and yeah. they at this point there is a sketch of the murderer of the of the butcher out there. So yeah. when some people in the street recognise her, she is forced to flee. And with the police pursuing her, she thinks I'll go to where my friends are, aka school. Yeah, she's the only one at school. Just guess who else has gone? Is it Millie? Yeah, it's Millie. <laughs> Millie. As Vanilli. the butcher, yeah, so Millie. Someone, someone calls her Millie Vanilli, and I'm like, how would a kid, yeah, know who Millie Vanilli was? Yeah, probably just a, a thing they just like rhyming in their head in silly words. Um, but uh, okay, this is going to get complicated. Um, Millie Vanilli, who's the original Millie, who's wait, I don't know how that's going to work. The, there's a killer who's in Millie's body. Does a murder quite quickly into the day, like yeah. before before so first break, before ten o'clock break. He kind of realizes while he's in Millie's body, he's sort of immune from suspicion or anything. So obviously, before yeah. he used to do his murders at the cover down at the cover of night, now he's obviously thinking, I can go and do these in the middle of the school and get away with it. No one's going to think it's me. Yeah, he doesn't so he... seem to really care about the you know, implications of it because. That's one thing I was confused about. He does kind of realise that Millie's weak and he sort of yeah. says, oh, this this body getting on my nerves. But he doesn't seem keen, other than that, to, you know, change back. Yeah, back up. But you're right. Like, So basically, Millie Vanilli is at the school. Everyone thinks she's hot and fresh and sexy now because she's bothered, borrowed a leather jacket and is, and is super yeah. confident and walks in slow motion. She tells her friends to, <laughs> to fuck off. Yeah, and yeah. goes to the locker room in private with like a the cryogenic freezer in there for some reason. I don't. That's what I was going to ask. Why is yeah. there like a Jason X level cryo freezer? Yeah. So it's supposed to be for like athletes to recover, but not at that degree. Surely they can't trust. If they get, if they really need that. to recover, if they've had a, a, a arduous day, yeah, go down to minus three hundred degrees, mate, just for a second. <laughs> you'll feel you'll feel okay. <laughs> the wind on there. You'll be dead technically, True. sure, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like an alternative like... to detention. There is like it's like demolition man prison facility. <laughs> yeah. Simon Phoenix, I will years. not have you talking in <laughs> class. You go and get frozen. Wow. That's a good idea for like a cross up uh mashup sort of film where some kids are sent to detention but it's demolition 
detention then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, so that's how she kills her. No, no, she shoves her in there, puts because an umbrella in Vince the door. Because Vince Vaughn turns up. So, so they have a conversation and the the bully girl who's like iCarly, I guess, kind of wants to say, is looking for the gossip so she can tell everyone. Mm. Um, that's where the line came down that the person on Letterbox is never going to fit. forget. Like, I'm not going to smash clam, tacos yeah. with you all, clam chan. <laughs> smash tacos, all that. I'm not going to do any of those those things with you all day. Um, and then she hears someone in the shower and we think it's going to be Millie, but it's not. It's it's actual Millie as Vince Vaughn having, sh- having a shower. She panics and runs in, and yeah. um, she gets shoved into the into the cryo freezer. She puts a crutch across the door, and somehow finds the setting which instantly freezes a person to death. Yeah. I do wonder when they were making this film, um, they were like, "Do we not think the cryo freezer is going to bring some people out of the movie?" <laughs> like what? Is that the most standard thing to have in a in the US high school? See, yeah, that's why I wanted to go to school in, high school. in America. Yeah. I wanted to Bonkers, be able to cryo freeze things. Latin's jackets and cryo freezes. Um, so, um, uh, so this is where Millie as Vince Vaughn, Millie in Vince Vaughn's body, um, she heads out and then she meets the friends, and then they kind of run away. And she kind of boots them like really hard because she's like super strong yeah when she realizes that how strong she is you know she kind of slings one across the room uh gives another one the kicks nyla into like a kitchen cabinet yeah it's like she's gonna break her back or something yeah Yeah. it goes slow-mo so it looks like it's done a something yeah some kind of damage she's never having kids that that would be an interesting (laughs) that would be an interesting spin on this film if if she acts as a serial killer you know, yeah, in a serial it's... killer's body, she accidentally killed someone. That's one of the first things she did. Ah, I bet that's an early somehow, Yeah, that'd be somehow good. learn how to, you know, control this with great power comes great responsibility. Don't go killing people with your big meaty clips. <laughs> big meaty <laughs> boots. The, the big boots, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she gets a kick in the balls at this point as well, which will be important later. Yeah. Which, you know, it te- it'll teach web. you a lot. It'll teach you a lot getting a good swift kick in the balls. Do you ever re- receive a kick in the balls, right? And you think, yeah, th- probably you two not as much because you've not well, got children. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but but like sometimes I receive a kick in the nuts from my daughter. Not always, not always 100% on purpose. Um, but yeah. sometimes a nice accidental kick in the balls. And even nice. though it's quite a hard kick in the balls, it doesn't hurt quite as much as I expected it to. It's almost like I need to fully commit to it hurting. Just so she knows, well, she shouldn't be doing it. Most the impact is if it gets them in the right. You know those yeah, things yeah. that are like perpetually yeah, bounce on, a, on a desk. Two in one. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot to be said about getting. <laughs> sometimes if you get a critical hit, it's a bit like the Death Star, I guess. Like, yeah, if you if you just hit the exhaust port, then it's not going to be too bad. <laughs> but if it causes the chain reaction, then the devastation yeah. will be absolute. And I think. <laughs> Sometimes then, yeah. it's not even it's not even an immediate thing either. Sometimes you know you get like that moment of like well, calm clarity. away from the Death Star. They're far away yeah. and they see it explode behind them. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like you get that moment and like all the color fades from the background. Maybe you just imagine like just a bird flying past very quietly, 
and then it and then reality suddenly comes back into focus and it all hits you. Yeah. And um, it's not happened to me for a long time, to be honest. Oh, I think yeah. I've successfully avoided it, um, but I remember it making me feel really queasy, like it hurt in the stomach area. Mm. It's yeah. not pleasant. Yeah, I just don't swing them around much anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's that I'm just yeah. in less situations where someone is likely to do that. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, oh yeah, so she didn't. So to prove that she she's Millie, them, the, yeah. the the real Millie Vanilli, the the uh, uh, OG Millie Vanilli, whatever. And anyway, so she does a dance that she does in the beaver costume, and then she does a handshake. They've got yeah. a special handshake. Um, and then they like quick fire some questions at her, don't they? Which are a bit, you Pitch know, a Perfect bit 2 comes into it again. Yeah, like, Pitch Perfect 2 have put in a lot of money to this film. Yeah. Yeah. Say, what's your favourite movie? What's your favourite sport? And she's like, I don't like sports and, you know, all those things. So I guess that's kind of, that should be the thing that convinces us a bit more. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. They, they say, like, the other Millie is like a wolf in sheep's clothing. So. They need to stop her or something. And then we see her oh, sorting they find out the. Her. They just oh, sorts yeah. out the what's yeah. his name first though the old the abusive, yeah. um, oh, yeah, shop right. teacher. Yeah, he who starts that just abusive with his like calendar entries, for like when people <laughs> are gonna sort of have to uh, present their projects. Yeah, and then quite quickly escalates into physical yeah. boots abuse. Yeah, and first yeah. like picking on it and like an oh I see. Sucking that boy's finger, eh? You bastard! And, <laughs> God, and, and then she, bastard. and then she, then she comes back in after class and puts like the circular saw on. And he's like, "How dare you turn that off? Yeah, how dare you turn my circular saw on? You know how much I hate it." Yeah. Also, like, surely if he's expecting her to build a doghouse, she would have to be in there at some point to do it. And he's like, "Yeah, not on, not on my watch." You don't. And he goes to no. stop her, and she swings it in with a screwdriver and I think this is the opposite to what we've seen on the Vince Vaughn side of things, right? Where um she is realizing at this point that she's not as strong as she's used to being because he throws her on the floor. And then yeah. this is the weird bit where he then immediately puts the boot in on her. <laughs> it's quite comedic how over the top he goes really. Uh but he gets a screwdriver in the neck and he's like trying to say something. Um or I don't know, he's making some weird throaty noises. Uh, she, he slips. How did, she, how did she get him onto the circular he, he saw falls, table? He falls, she, he falls over, having staggered forward, and then she, again, does like a Mortal Kombat fatality on him, like with yeah. Kung Lao's hat, and then <laughs> pushes him through the circular saw. Yeah. And, and we, get, we get, we see, we see all of it, yeah. <laughs> we see all of it, Dewey Cox style, he gets hard. Um, we see all of it, it's nice and gory. This film doesn't. It must be an eighteen, right? It feels like it would uh, be an eighteen. I don't know. Like, I significance have lost all meaning to me now. It's all screaming. There's much swearing in it. I think it's usually just Maybe, the no, swearing but... that takes it takes it over rather than the. She like drops a C bomb. So I reckon. It might Is be there a C bomb? Yeah, she kills her cunt later on. Okay. <laughs> so I said C bomb and then immediately just used the word sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a C bomb. Don't say it. Don't. You can't. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> now we both do one. Luke, do you want to complete the set? No, I, I don't. I don't say you that wouldn't. kind of thing. You I wouldn't. wouldn't. <laughs> I'll slip it in later. I think you least expect it. Oh. Um, so, uh, 
they find Millie, the killer, killer Millie, um, yeah. and they're about to get her. But then she's like, "Help!" There's the the Boston Strangler. <laughs> what do they call him again? There's the butcher. That's the one. Yeah. Butcher, and they have to run. At this point, have they? Has Vince Vaughn already dealt with the bully, the barking bully, in the toilets, or does that come while they're hiding yeah. from the law? Yeah, I, I think it would have come, come before. Yeah, um, yeah. So either way, we find that barking bully, and he makes him wet himself and serves him right. Yeah. And still, that kid. Wait. Oh no! Is that the one who gets his penis chainsawed? <laughs> no, I think it's just not. That, I think that's, that's the like end of this, of, of this thing. Sort of group. Yeah, they're just a group of jocks. I don't think he's one of them. Yeah. Uh, when did they go to, to visit the teacher, the Spanish teacher, to talk, to talk about La Dola? That's pretty much now, yeah. isn't it? That must be... Yeah, yeah this must have been yeah. happening while, like, cut between the scenes of the shop teacher getting done in. So you're right. Um, original recipe Millie remembers that the do- of where the Dola is, and there are some pictures of it in the news. Um, and they take it to the Spanish teacher who explains that they all thankfully the mythology of the dollar is written in Spanish on the blade. Yeah. Um, and she's able to translate it for them from a picture yeah. and say, oh, it means that if you get stabbed with it, then the souls will change <laughs> over. And then you've got till midnight the following day. Otherwise, it becomes permanent. Yeah. Jesus. All the instructions are there. It's like a pot noodle. You know exactly what you've got to do. <laughs> Where's Three the fill line? <laughs> yeah, stab to this line. Um, you, do, you add, do you add the little sachet of sauce every time? Yeah. What do you mean? You don't You don't add the sauce? No, I never do. What? <laughs> <laughs> never do. I've got no time for it. I'm always like, nah, it complicates the, complicates the flavour, I feel. I feel like, what, a chicken and mushroom uh, pot noodle, then a soya sauce sachet? No. It's the salty... It's the salty... Uh, profile it's a salty it, profile what i like is having heard <laughs> it as a joke wrong. on um on brooklyn 99 i'm i'm kind of with jake that you want to leave some of the noodles out to sprinkle on the top at the end yeah <laughs> that's a good idea actually i haven't tried yeah. that but i mean I my, I, my usual method is to um drink the the through the through the noodles drink the like the, the soup and then I, then the noodles just taste really good afterwards because they're kind of soaked through and um dry I sometimes have a little. I don't drink the soup. But I put a little less water than it would recommend, perhaps. Oh yeah. Because I don't. I don't, I don't want to be too soggy. I want. I That's want flavour some noodles. Oh, dente noodles. Yeah. Have you ever not <laughs> stirred it correctly, and then you get to the bottom, it's just dust. Yeah. Uh, so that only happens on the tall ones, like yeah. the daddy ones, whatever they call them. King. Bloater size. <laughs> King, but you can call him daddy if you want, Luke. Your daddy. Are you my daddy? No, I'm a pot noodle. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the, the king ones, they um they always seem to have like the put the powder at the bottom. Mm. Um so they know so, what to do. Yeah, they know they know what to do, then these scenes are all cut together, but basically the the climax of the period at school is that they know what they've got to do, they've just gotta find her body and then who should walk in there but uh, Millie, well, in the, ki- the killer as Millie, he sees them and then having embraced the fact that their physicalities have now changed, she shouts and calls for some police people that she just saw walk past mm. um, who run around and they chase um, Vince Vaughn and their friends 
out pretty... of the out of the school, but they're able to get to the car and they drive off. Yeah, it's pretty good. But also, like everything we've seen of the Blissfield Butcher so far, kind of paints him as a sort of one-track, silent sort of but deadly, you know. Um, yeah. And the fact that he manages to, but I guess he's kind of learning on the fly. Like he learns about his lack of strength when he's fighting as Millie, then he sort of realizes that he can use that innocence as another string to his bow, I guess, in terms of his uh, attributes. He's a bad one, but he's not daft. Yeah. He's not a daft one, no, even though he sleeps on a, a mattress in the middle of a Throw old mill with a, with a... Yeah, exactly. He's not daft. He's got his head switched. He's got his head screwed on. He's had a good <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's had a very good breakfast. <laughs> that is what he makes. Um, so Millie, the killer has Millie goes to like a party, like a chicken cheese or something. Yeah, <laughs> something they, go the bo- they go down the bowling alley. And the pool, the pool oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're suggesting cool, that yeah. even though that the homecoming like party has been cancelled, yeah, it is like a laser quest because yeah. they've got the glowing teeth and stuff. Yeah, you see all the uh, fluff on people's jumpers. <laughs> 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 look at the stale out jumper look at all the bobbly bits oh you've <laughs> got to make sure you're getting like because wore a lot of black as a kid especially you have to go and get the lint roller out before you go somewhere when um vince vaughn millie as vince vaughn turns up at the laser tag like how bright are his teeth like i know like it normally makes people's teeth look bright but there must be a heavy contrast between vince's teeth to face like he's like a uh, like a swatch sort of thing, just so you could sort of see the difference, the yeah, contrast. That, looks like, um, that Hollywood smile. Like Imagine if John Bon Jovi went in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like Ross. Ross Seal. Remember that, adver- that episode of Friends when, when he's got the teeth whitening stuff on? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Um, I can't remember what happens here. So Millie takes Booker to the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, after having got on the like the biggest jock bully, and I think this is the one that threw the drink at Millie earlier on. Yeah. He kind yeah. of like squeezes her bum, and she comes up with a very very nice uh, little yeah. little stinger on him here. It says like, um, I'm very dry. <laughs> you, you make this body as wet as as wet as sandpaper. I can't wait to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up with it. You make this like, He kind of plays it, plays off as well. Yeah, she wants me. <laughs> yeah he does he kind of goes yeah that's right yeah you walk away <laughs> and deep yeah. down inside he's like <laughs> yeah and she how did that little trumpet noise you sound like the uh, the butter trumpet guy um... <laughs> <Less. laughs> um yeah she she indicates to booker who is the the boy that real millie likes to maybe come and meet her in the mini golf course meanwhile um meet me in a mini golf course which hole well you decide no i mean which hole of the, which hole of the mini golf course wow. <laughs> the mini golf course slash ghost train um but while she's doing that and i guess maybe some point before this our heroes find themselves at the mall chased by um millie's sister who happened to be in a police car they drove past and the guys leave Millie in the changing rooms while they go and look for a disguise for her. Um, and this is where Vince Vaughn has a conversation with Millie's mum and we get a little bit more background as to why she's lonely because her dad has, uh, you know, her, her husband has passed away. And uh, they have a nice tender moment. 
Oh yeah, it's quite a good moment. Oh yeah, yeah. That completely was... forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was almost a bit like I liked it. It was a tender moment. Felt like it went on a bit too long for me. I feel like it was yeah. a bit of a a very long sort of exchange. It's, it's a funny, funny moment um, with a mum asking her out on a date. Oh uh, yeah. And he's like, a... no. Oh. Yeah. There's another moment like that later on that, that is really weird, but in a fun kind of way. Yeah. Um, where yeah. Victoria gets to kiss like a 15 year old boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, finally. Um, <laughs> I think that's what sets this apart from. <clears throat> You carry on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'll make my point in a second. Carry on. Uh, yeah, so, again, like this tender moment, and I write, you're right, there's another one a bit later on. It's one of the few times where the pace really slows down at all on this one, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's quite nice, and it's played for comedy, <laughs> right, when she sort of goes, uh, not, but then realises that that's going to make her mom sad, so then quickly throws out, oh, I... It's like a bit of a roller because oh, I, I think coffee's actually not enough for people who are connected as we are. In fact, dinner would be really nice, but I can't because I'm married. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the kind of thing that Vince Vaughn does really well. Like he's playing his sort of comedy chops, slapping those comedy chops about there. It's good. Yeah. Um, I think so, what I was trying to say is I think what sets this apart from a performance like Jack Black's, where it's a bit slapstick, a bit silly, and you know. He's saying things that a teenage girl would say, and it's like, oh, it's silly because it's Jack Black. With this, like uh, Vince Vaughn adds a lot more gravitas to it, and especially in these quiet scenes, and especially like later on when there's a moment, obviously, where he's having quite a, a heartfelt uh, moment with his crush, and yeah. he's they're revealing a lot to each other in a personable moment, almost like it gets to the point where you forget that you know what what is actually being sort of played out in front of you. You forget that you know. Vince Vaughn, of course, he's not a 15-year-old. What, are they 15? They're in high school, so what are they, like 17, probably, right? No idea. Something like that. It doesn't feel creepy or dodgy. You almost do kind of think, oh, she's finally, you know, getting some good luck, and she's almost falling yeah. for somebody. Even yeah. though she is Vince it's, it's Vaughn and not 50 year old man, yeah. And it, kind of, it does kind of work. It doesn't feel utterly ridiculous, you know, which it could do. Well, the, <laughs> well there's the bit... Uh, might be skipping ahead a bit here, uh, but where the boy says, "It would be weird if I said I want to kiss you right now." Oh yeah. And like Vince Vaughn's like kind of wet-eyed, doughy-eyed, kind yeah. of looking at. And then it feels super sincere. And then yeah. you, you got, I, I was kind of laughing in a sort of, this is a strange thing yeah. to put in the film, but it does work. It really does work. I was laughing, but I wasn't like cringing. I was a bit like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. what? I'm gonna. Do, would it not make when you're Millie again? Like question. Yeah. Hang on a sec. How, you have I've been a girl for seventeen, yeah. maybe fifteen, seventeen years. I don't know how old I am. You've yeah. never once kissed me before. Only when I was Soon as I <laughs> You were right on me. Yeah. <laughs> Should I not have been slightly more concerned? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's not um, too far off from here, right? Because if we go back to where we'd left Millie's body, she's invited um, Booker into the ghost train slash slash golf course and then we find our heroes they turn up knowing that um that's there because they saw it on instagram or something like that when they got out there and they've they've gone to try and recapture millie and the um and hopefully stop her hurting anyone else and through a bit of an exchange they end up both they do catch 
Millie's body at this point, right? And um, with Vince Vaughn jumping through like a plywood thing, knock out Booker as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of Robocop. Smashes yeah. through the wall. Yeah. Just like, spear, <laughs> yeah. like Goldberg spears him into the. <laughs> yeah. And he's KO'd. Yeah. This is where the guy gets chainsawed. The three guys get. That's at the very. That's, that's, at, the that's at the end. Yeah. That's not the laser yeah. quest. It's a okay. similar. It's a. It's a. It's like the party slash. Home it's a laser thing. quest. Oh, okay. It does look similar. Yeah. It does look similar. I got a bit confused then. Uh, yeah. So yeah, then they take the they take Millie and and uh, what's what's his name Booker back to, back to Josh's, Josh, house. Josh's house and obviously they tie her up and they're ex- again. Why do they need to kind of explain to him what's happening? It feels like it's too much to feel the need is to explain they, to somebody else. Is it because hmm. they need him because her other friends have been seen with Vince yeah, Vaughn? That's right. And yeah, and, she, and they they're gonna need to get Ladula back from the police station. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so they so, kind of need him on side. Yeah, yeah. Um, they tie up Millie, the killer, killer Millie, and leave her at um, Josh's house. Yeah, this is where she drops. Else... Her, this is where she drops her C bomb while they're trying to convince. Well, when she does the, that's how it cuts through the sincere moment of the poem. So Millie oh, tells yes. Booker about the poem. And she goes, you absolute cunt. (laughs) (laughs) You are the worst. And then they they gag her and leave her tied up while everyone except Josh goes to retrieve the knife from the police station. Yeah. So um, he uh, is trying to watch TV whilst the killer's right there. Um, Well, the the people at the police station probably have a bit of fun first. Um, I can't remember... They have a plan where they're trying to uh, distract the sister police officer. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, the Nyla goes in and basically says, oh, he kidnapped us, but I've yeah. escaped, but he's still, he's followed me and he's outside. So the sister goes outside. Nyla tries to get into the, I was going to say the treasure vault, the evidence vault, and get the, get the doula out. Because thankfully mm. this is... Uh, I guess it's like a small town, the kind of place where the sheriff's station is just like a place where even when there's a serial killer at large, there's yeah. just going to be one person in there hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but meanwhile, back at the house, Josh's mom comes home and wonders why Millie is tied up to a chair they have a they, oh, he comes yeah, out straight. Yeah, yeah, he has a reverse coming out scene because he claims that they're role playing. Again, this is this is funny stuff. I think they do yeah. they do this very well. Yeah. Uh, from like a horror comedy point of view, it's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah. But the mom doesn't really buy it. She cuts herself free. Um they thankfully escape, but so does she, and she's on the way to them. Yeah. Um I don't really remember what happens, but I know she gets the knife. She gets yeah, the dozer. Yeah, she basically big, just like it's a big standoff. Sorry, Ben, you go. Uh, sorry, were you just saying how she escaped from? Yeah, Josh's she escapes and then she escapes and then is heading to the police station. And then how does that play out? Um, so obviously we get the emotional moment between Booker and Millie in Vince Vaughn's body in the car. 
Uh, and why Nyla's trying in there trying to get the thing doesn't so Millie just arrives. Uh, what does she do? Does she like? I can't even remember now. You. So Millie, Millie's body as the killer arrives. They also bust the sister. Also busts them. So we have like a big standoff basically between um, the sister catches Nyla trying to get the knife and has her held up at gunpoint. Then Vince Vaughn comes in and is also trying to convince her sister that it's her, but unlike her yeah. friend, she is not buying it. Mm. Um, then Millie the killer arrives and through a big like scuffle, basically runs off with the doula and heads off to the party, I guess, leaving them behind. Yeah. But thanks to Booker's interference... Um, they managed to throw the sister into the jail cell and escape from her. So she is locked up and they can then go and with the couple of hours they have left, try and catch up with Killer Millie at the um at the party before she hurts anyone. Yeah. Is that about right? I think, I think so. so, yeah. Yeah. That is pretty much it. <sighs> yes indeed. Well, yeah, exactly. It's uh pretty intense up to this is uh pretty and we get uh, to our, yeah. well, not our big last scene i guess i guess it's the the first climax of the movie we get to the thing and then, then this is when we get some more of our no good bullies getting their comeuppance millie arrives at the party first and the jock that she said made a drive and sandpaper earlier on's like oh you like me now eh um come over here to this uh let's go somewhere private and then two of his mates are there and they have a very rapey vibe about them but yeah um, oh yeah yeah but she's not having any of it and then we get another it's it's the strange thing isn't it because she is the baddie of this piece she's the villain of the piece but yeah we're rooting for her in this context yeah 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 um, so she kind of like uh, uh, Kung Fu masters them like she someone's got a bottle so she smashes someone around the face with a bottle stabs yep. someone in the throat someone else in the throat with that and one of the guys reacts what are you doing to my mate he's <laughs> literally <laughs> murdered him you would you. literally yeah. shit yourself wouldn't you you wouldn't surely be like what have you done you they're dead something like that I mean I don't know how I'd react. I mean, I'd probably just if she picks up a chainsaw, I'm pegging it. Like, yeah, you would just get out of there. I don't trust as anyone with a chainsaw, even a small child coming at you with a chainsaw. You'd be like, "This is too much for me. See you later. Yeah. I'm gonna run." Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't see. Oh yeah, we do see what happens with the chainsaw. We see it go into the granular region, and then it mm. cuts away. But the next time we cut back to it, they're like. Someone's got the head off, and I think she's yeah, yeah. kind of dismantled. pure carnage. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. sawed them all up. Um, yeah. And I then a hero, our heroes arrive at the party, and it's a big scramble to to find them. I think there are a few twos and fro's, but we're eventually in a situation where. Um, Josh is taken aside by another guy. And it plays off something. They said, "Oh, I'll find out which which of the boys at school have been, which of the jocks at school have been secretly gay all this time," because he tries uh, okay. to kiss him. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But then he also gets robocopped by 
Millie the Killer who comes through comes through oh, the drywall yeah. with like a with like a hay hook. And yeah. And just candy oh, him off through yeah. but candy again, him. She that's like superhuman strength moment where she like just pulls him through there like woof. Yeah. I mean so uh, the Vince Vaughn the the, the Blissfield Butcher who do you think he is supposed to be kind of emulating? Is he more Jason or or more Michael Myers? Kind of because they're both kind of supernatural in, to, to bit, some extent. Yeah, it's a little a bit of both, isn't it? Like this, in terms of the big sort of stature as well, it kind of feels like a bit of both of them. Yeah, um, I get more of an early Jason, you know, before he was like a super zombie. Like yeah, he's more of yeah. like a you know sort of parts one to four Jason, where he's like a si- fairly silent. Yeah. murderer who yeah just chops you right up um i seem to I'm, I'm struggling to remember what happened at, at the end at this climax bit but i i'm fairly sure they stab him quite easily to kind of pin him down yeah because obviously to... with the the power of the vince vaughn bodies they have this confrontation yeah the but the police are also coming um so Booker tries to hold back the police for a few seconds. The the good guys chase Millie out and manage to pin her down. So the friends have her pinned down. Vince Vaughn has the the knife, but then they look at the clock and realise they're out of time. Oh, okay. She despairs for a second, but then remembers a piece of advice Booker gave her in the opening of the film. We said, oh, you should always set your watch five minutes fast. Yeah. So you won't be late. That yeah. pays off. She stabs but I feel it. like I feel like we kind of didn't need to see that again. Like I would have understood it if someone would have just said it rather than having a little flashback to him going, "You should set your clock. You should set your clock. Set your watch five minutes early." But I guess for the yeah. context of this, it works. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, and then she stabs him just in time. Um, literally midnight ticks over. Just as the police come round the corner. And they, they all kind of like embrace, and I'm like, all right, okay, you're embracing, but now there is a serial killer <laughs> back in his own body behind you. I second that. Up. But also, like, the first switch, like, they didn't switch straight away. They had to go to bed or something the I next think day. Because I think it was at midnight that they uh-huh. switched, and they, okay. they'd both sense, gone yeah. to bed before midnight. Yeah. At early, at early ones, because it was a Thursday, of course. Yeah. It was going, in, it yeah, was going yeah. into Friday, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like how um, the Blissful Butcher just went out and did a went in and went out and did an attempted murder, and then just went back to his mattress and went straight to bed. Yeah, been yeah. a long day. Been a Probably long day. frustrated though because he didn't get to kill her, so it's like, oh, I'm just going to go straight to bed. I've had enough. I'm fuming. Um, so we think he's dead, but he uh, uh escapes from the ambulance as a uh, little for me takes off the finger sensor. There's a bit of a nod to the Halloween sequel, recent Halloween sequel. Yeah, with him escaping. Well, I was thinking, uh, yeah, that as well, but I was thinking the mum, like the sort of three women yeah. uh, attacking him at the same time and sort of coming out on top. Um, I can't really remember. I think there's just like a big scrap at the end, isn't there? If he's yeah, it's such a true climax. So basically, we. You see, you think that he's flatlined in the ambulance, but you know you obviously know that he hasn't because you see that the the thing that monitors his pulse has come off. We can only assume that he did in the people in the ambulance because then we see the end scene, which is like a very sweet good night, um, and it, it kind of comes after the original ending, right? Because at this point, yeah. 
the guys have had their moments sat in the ambulance. She's had a real kiss with Booker in her own body. Um, you do wonder if they add this. Did they add this in later? Was this always the plan? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I'm not too sure. Do you um, think? Because I think the ending that we had, even with him disappearing in the ambulance, that'd be a more sequel baity thing, right? Maybe yeah. they decide they wanted yeah. a more conclusive ending because thought, yeah. we yeah. have just a scene that could be very independently added on, which is, yeah. as you say, like it's the three. It's so it's Millie, her mom, who is maybe they just wanted that an alcoholic anymore. The family dynamic, the 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 rejoin, the coming together of the family, without the like you know post father loss, this is them finally all back together. Because if it didn't have this, that the mum sister yeah. thing probably would still be a bit fractured. True. And they're all they're all good now. They say yeah. goodnight to each other nicely, but then the night is a bit spoiled. Um, the piece is shattered as um, Vince Warren turns up, and he's a regular chatterbox now. I mean, not been much of a talker. Yeah. He has a bit of a yeah, chat with her um, and really starts starts getting at her. And these every every part of the family are trying to chip in. Like the mom tries to protect her daughter. The um, sister who has found like her bullets have been taken from a gun, but they're they're all trying to fight together. Yeah. Um, and all all hope seems lost for a for a minute, but thankfully. Millie, from her time as Vince Vaughn, has remembered that a kick in the balls comes real sharp. Mm-hmm. And um, so does a spiky stab stick thing. Yeah, spiky stab stick, which then she, she kicks like through his. Yeah. Is that right? Kicks through his back. Kicks yeah. through his back, killing Most him even if he would was try a that And try and look really cool as he do it, and then miss, and then like yeah, kick him again. I don't know. It's, it's a nice little ending. Um, it comes together quite quite nicely, I think. Um, name game. You guys up for a few rounds? Yeah, oh, lovely. Let's take a few. Okay. With this one. So uh, I'm gonna name. I'm gonna describe some films, and people need to uh, tell me what the name of the film is, and it will rhyme, or sort of rhyme, <laughs> very loosely rhyme with the title of this film, Freaky. Uh, so this first one is about a boy who swaps bodies with a mouse. That's squeaky. squeaky. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> that's just <laughs> who would you have playing the mouse's voice Vince Vaughn also, what, what is the what is the mouse in a human's body acting like that's what I want to know that's eating what I want to cheese. see <laughs> eating a cheese uh, running up and down a skirting yeah, board like, um, like little semi-circular wet... holes in all the skirting boards Wallace, Wallace and Gromit where rabbit thing oh I do like a bit of Gorgonzola <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay this other one um, is about it's Vince Fawn a meat eater who goes to Greg's bakery and accidentally accidentally swap his sausage roll for a vegan one freaky Uh, meaty (laughs) freaky pie day (laughs) meaty pie day when I said it some of the things kind of only slightly rhyme this is one of them. <laughs> you can still get it. Vegan sausage roll. Meats. Meat free. Uh, Meat free. That's good. That's good. That's okay. Good. Like that. uh, this one is about Vince Vaughn. He accidentally stabs like a big, like a big thing of water. 
I don't know, the bucket or something. Oh no, does he render it leaky? Correct, yeah. <laughs> Accidentally stabs a big thing of water. That's you going into the going into the office and going, right, this is my aliens. <laughs> he accidentally stabs a big thing of water. Take it or leave it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this one um is about a Santisana squash banana. Oh Rafiki. Uh, Rafiki. Yeah, <laughs> and the last one, um, it's about an agnostic man who starts to believe in Sikhism, but not fully. I guess you could does say he, he's... Does he become Sikh. a bit Sikhy? Sikhy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well done. All right. Very um, nice. So we need to rate the film. Uh, I'll let you guys go first. Go for so, it. So, actually, no, I'll go first, because I always go last. Yeah, go first, for God's sake. And my sake. answer always changes based on what you say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's a B, solid B. It's a really solid film. It's the kind of film, um, if I was, I don't know, that age, I kind of feel like this film would age with me, like it's one that I would go back to, in the same way I go back to screen um, all those kind of films I think it it's a good one for, for this generation and it's genuine, genuinely gory and genuinely fun mm. yeah solid B, solid very nice uh, I think I would go for maybe slightly higher because I did really enjoy it, I found myself laughing, I found myself uh uh, just like really into it. It felt like a, obviously like a meta horror. There was some great uh, gore sequences as well, but I kind of was really into like all the characters and I loved Vince Vaughn's performance. Um, I wasn't sure about the ending a hundred percent. I think it, if it had a slightly better ending, I maybe would have been a bit more into it, but leaving yeah. it open for a sequel would have been lovely, I think. Mm. But you know, in a, in the, in, in terms of, just a film as a standalone thing. I'd probably give her a B plus, I think. Nice. Nice. Um, Andy? Yeah, I'm not too dissimilar. I'm also on a B on this one, I think. And I think that's mostly, maybe I'm overcorrecting for not wanting to be like, oh, I've watched this really recently and it was new and it was fun, so I'm going to go too high. I think B is still a good solid um, rating. Like, yeah, I thought it was funny. I would definitely watch it again um i'm really into recently i think this kind of tone that we get from some horror movies you know i like Mm. i liked ready or not that has like a similar feel to it i really liked happy death day and its sequel as well that have they're quite tongue-in-cheek but but they are yeah i I, I saw the sequel first it's great i really like it and i i think the dialogue's quite sharp but the gore and the horror and the scares are, are still there um yeah i'm into whatever this subgenre is right Mod- now. It's like the modern slasher. Like, yeah, I kind of feel like a scream. The new scream leans more into this and not into the. How we say it, but the, not so much the Riverdale, Sabrina vibe, and more into this, yeah, yeah, wherever yeah. this Blumhouse team vibe is. Mm. Um, it'd be good. Yeah, I didn't really like Happy Death Day too much, but I feel like this really did hammer home what I was kind of expecting and wanting from those films. Yeah. See, when, uh, when when I first started watching it and I got those vibes, I thought, oh, I wonder what Ben is going to think of this because I know you weren't as fond of of the second Happy Death Day in particular. Yeah, um, I don't know. Something about this film just felt it felt all a bit more... Could uh, it be the sci-fi element? Do you prefer it when your weird goings-on are magic-related? Maybe, yeah. You're a big, big oh, doula oh. fan. <laughs> as long as there's a magic dagger involved, <laughs> I'm, I'm on board. A magic dagger... And a Vince Vaughn funny run. 
Yeah. Song. What other Magic Dagger films can you think of? Um, oh, that Prince of Persia and the Sands of Tame. Oh, yeah. The Sands of Tame. The Sands of Tame. Yeah, pretty much that one. That's it. There's probably Magic Daggers in, in loads of other movies. Omen, of... there's a Magic Dagger in that. You have to stab that little kid with. Yeah. yeah. I can just have a little kid. Green Range, yeah, with his flute dagger. Uh, is it's that the best? Be like... That's the best magical dagger of all. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Commanded sounds, the Dragon Zord. It, it sounds like a synthesizer. He's blowing it, but. <laughs> Animals, but also doing that with his fingers. <laughs> he's blowing it and his throat and he's wearing a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Outstanding. I'm pretty sure, like, a magic dagger is the MacGuffin in loads of Kung Fu movies, surely. Surely. Yeah, surely. Yeah. Tomb Raider 2. Tomb Raider 2. It feels like it would have been. Uh, Prince of Persia is the only one that comes up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I searched it as well, but you know. (laughs) Wikipedia list films featuring magical daggers. What are we watching tonight? Has it got a magic dagger in it? Not interested. Sorry, next. It feels like there would be more, though. We've we've just come up with half a dozen. Come on. Yeah. Maybe we need to be curating this list. Excalibur, exactly. if you if you sort of look at the sword, if you in a were way. a giant, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um, okay, so next week we are doing Jennifer's body, I think. Yeah, so I guess a similar sort of vibe, I guess. Even though I've never seen it before, can you believe it? I've never That's seen good. it before. It's fun. I think if you Some enjoyed day, this, yeah. it has like a, it has elements of it that you'll. That you'll see in it. Girls. Sweet. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward yeah. to it. Um, okay, cool. So if you enjoyed the show, please consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovac Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Uh, please consider rating and reviewing and join the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Um, and thanks to my co hosts, Ben and Andy. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much, Luke. Luke Condor with a C. No, his life is ruined. He's coming for you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.